0: Welcome to the Question Community Broadcast. The Question is a new disruptive community that provides a gathering place for those who wonder about our complex selves, our complex world, our complex universe. We are a non-religious and inclusive community that explores the many questions surrounding truth in order to encourage you on the important journey to find your own answers. The Question community gathers every third Sunday evening at Redbush Tea & Coffee Company in the Kensington neighborhood of Calgary, starting at 7 Information on the community is available at our website, www.thequestion.ca. You can also join the community online at our Facebook page, which is The Question, and on Twitter, at tq.com, with two Ms. You're now going to hear some highlights from our community gathering where the question is asked through original arts and music as well as thought-provoking presentations. This is David Andrew Weeb. So with most songs that I'll be playing tonight, there's kind of the surface-level meaning, and there's the deeper meaning. Nothing was lost is actually about generational gaps. There's a lot of different expectations. That millennials have now that past generations don't necessarily, and I certainly see that with my parents as well, where I guess you know my mom and dad were married when they were 21, so they were married very young, and these days, you know people get married in their late 30s, oftentimes and sometimes even in their 40s, and they say that 50 percent of people in the United States are actually single so Some of the things are changing very quickly, and that's kind of what this song's about.
1: Let me set you straight, the time is just right
0: Frederick Tomagi.:
2: OK, we live in a complicated world. We live complicated lives within a complicated human landscape. Our complicated lives are made more complicated by the complicated biological, ecological, zoological, psychological, socioeconomical, political, technological and cosmological realities that we interact with every day. Now, interact may be too kind of word to use in many of these cases. So often, too often, we don't really interact, uh, but are more likely to react to these overwhelming realities that surround us and often dominate us. For complicated people like us, reacting is often the least complicated thing we'll ever do. I'm not saying that uh, simply reacting makes us simple, because I know, and you know, that we are simply not simple. Not simple except perhaps with a simple conclusion that we often reach as we react to overwhelming reality. That complicated equals chaos. Now, I should probably explain that. By definition, chaos makes no sense. So, we are persuaded, even conditioned, to believe that our inability to make sense of these massive, complicated realities renders the whole hot mess an expression of massive chaos. And of course, if it is chaos, it's probably also massively random as well. Now, the most recent and fashionable new meme for this chaos is called the Law of Unintended Consequences. It feels kind of ironic that you call it a law, doesn't it? I mean, does it really seem sensible, beyond our desire to appear intellectual, philosophical, or even spiritual, that the gentle beating of a butterfly's wings in Brazil can set off a catastrophic tornado in Texas? Now, that feels like an unintended consequence, which can only be verified if you were able to ask butterfly about its intention. Now, some of you may remember that uh, this famous question was asked by an American mathematician, Edward Lorenz, in 1963. We did a presentation on this at the Question Community in October of last year. Now, Lorenz asked this question in 1963, and it connected the zoological reality of a butterfly with the meteorological reality of a tornado. Now that question spawned a whole new theory of connection, a new scientific model of chaos. This is actually an animation of Lorenz's model of the butterfly effect. This is actually why they call it the butterfly effect. It's a computer modeling of an equation that maps out a storm. Now, the butterfly effect is just one of those discussions about connected reality that we can choose to either interact with or react to. the cold truth about most of these discussions is that the interaction often leads us to that complication equals chaos never land that I just spoke of. And our noble motivation to interact soon diminishes to reaction and protective apathy. A single big question of connected reality, like this one, dropped like an elevator music bomb into our quite natural self-absorption, might momentarily distract us or even prompt a fleeting interest. But most often, it will tranquilize us into choosing the easier, less complicated option. Reaction. Even if part of us wants to interact and explore the possibility that the butterfly is somehow connected to the tornado, we are overwhelmed and often discouraged by the next thought that inevitably follows that if we pursue the big questions of connected reality, will we find out that the complicated chase will lead us into some kind of a bottomless and possibly worthless rabbit hole? So, our head explodes. And we don't like that so much, generally. And so we react with an observer's indifference to the question. Now, uh, the debate over climate change is another example of the problem we face with connected reality. Talk about head exploding. It's a problem of multiple connected realities. Biological, industrial, ecological, political, and cosmological. I could go on and on. But beyond acknowledging that climate change is a problem, the sheer scope of its connections and the debate about each connection discourages many of us from interacting in a meaningful way with the problem. And so each year, because of that, the temperature of the planet increases. Now, this is a good example of how our reaction to the complexity of climate change may actually be the real chaos. But what about those connected realities that don't seem quite so epic on the surface? Like how that great deal you got on a pair of jeans at at the local H&M is connected to a factory building collapse in Bangladesh that kills hundreds of faceless, impoverished workers who you'll never know personally. We are forced to recognize that the probable number of connected realities in our lives is staggering. Perhaps too staggering to further consider, explore, and, Lord have mercy, interact with. So we react to a kind of default view of reality, seen through the lens of chaos and randomness. Now, there's no shame in saying that this default view is just easier on our already pressurized, explosion-prone heads. Now, staying with the lens metaphor, It's kind of like the one-size-fits-all reading glass kiosk at Walmart. Different styles for everybody, but no prescription required. Viewing our world through a reactive lens allows us to avoid looking for connections inside the complexity. We don't have to interact if we don't acknowledge a connection. And so, complexity has become the new chaos. Randomness has become the new reality. And it's also our new safe zone.
0: This one is maybe a little more straightforward in terms of the messaging there. It's, again, there is the surface level message, but kind of the deeper meaning here is, is anxiety. So a lot of people do have anxiety or stresses in their lives, and we all experience that from time to time. And most people will experience a panic attack at least once in their lives. But this is really deeper than that. It's about anxiety disorder, where you do begin to feel like you're completely out of control and you can't get a handle on why you're feeling nervous or anxious or or stressed in a certain situation.
2: back a bit against the message that our lives are just too complicated to go beyond just reacting. I want to push back against our reluctance to interact with a too complicated world or a too complicated universe. I want to raise up some skepticism about the notion that overwhelming complexity is the new message of chaos. I want to raise up some questions about connected realities and I want to raise up another question about another message, the message of symmetry. Now, the message of symmetry is like an unexpected, irritating debate opponent to the message of chaos. As I said before, without wanting to be critical, uh, we often avoid the trauma of our connected realities by defaulting to the message of chaos. Now, the message of chaos is not just about simple asymmetry, which is the antonym of symmetry. Asymmetry is not chaos. The message of chaos is about disorder, confusion, unpredictability, randomness, and formlessness, if the dictionary is to be believed. We don't have to interact with the message of chaos because there's nothing about chaos that's constant enough, consistent enough, or manageable enough to interact with. Let me explain what I mean. The unprecedented wonder of our age is the overwhelming flow of information, images, and experiences literally at our fingertips. Now, last September, in a presentation about the cloud, I described this overwhelming flow. A couple of examples. Every two days, we generate as much data as we did from the dawn of civilization to the year 2003. 90% of all data ever produced was generated just in the last two years. That's how incredible and overwhelming this flow of information is now. There is so much information flowing to us and around us that it's like falling into the raging rapids of a wild river. We have no way of anchoring, no way of interacting with the flow. We are mostly just able to react to the flow with the hope that we can survive it, or even eventually ignore it. We realize that we can no longer claim to be in control of it. Perhaps that's why we come to believe that complexity is chaos because we can't control complexity. Is that our lives and our world are ultimately out of control. Even after we have really tried and then failed to control them. Science and technology, social engineering and even warfare represent our attempts to interact with our connected realities and control the participants, the process and the outcome. Now, the connected realities of bogus intelligence about weapons of mass destruction leading to the U.S. invasion of Iraq, leading to the birth of ISIS, leading to a new era of international terrorism and mass refugee migration is just one simplistically stated example of our failure to bring order to disorder, our failure to control chaos in our world. This. This is the law of unintended consequences at work. We are profoundly struck by the astonishing complexity of just one connected geopolitical reality like this. So our heads explode. Again, instead of diminishing chaos, our well-intentioned interactions often increase chaos in ways that we could never have conceived. Our noble intentions seem to breed more chaos into a world of chaos. So we react to the chaos by diminishing or even abandoning our search for order, for meaning, even for truth. Because we see proof, real-world proof, that chaos may be the only real truth that there is. That proof seems so overwhelming sometimes that we have adapted, we've actually adapted to this, and we found a way to be okay with understanding complexity as chaos. Even our universe is thought to have been conceived and flung outward to infinity from the very first expression of chaos. The Big Bang. The Big Bang is the ultimate scientific message of chaos. But is there another message out there?
0: This is part one of this presentation. Part two will be continued in the next podcast episode. Thank you for listening. If you're interested in joining the Question community, we meet every third Sunday evening at Redbush Tea and Coffee Company in the Kensington neighborhood of Calgary starting at 7. You can participate in the online discussion on our Facebook page, which is The Question, or on Twitter at TQCOM. That's at T-Q-C-O-M-M. Our website is www.thequestion.ca. Thanks again for listening and remember that our answers are only possible because of our questions.